It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday, and you heard Don Day's weather forecast for your region. An extended forecast at 645, then an interview with Don Day at 745, like we do every single morning. Because there's a bit of a change up in the weather here as we get a bit more of a taste of winter. So we'll talk to you about that. Big news, of course, is the attack on Israel and Israel's response. And if you did tune in to the news stations yesterday, the mis- and I always think this is a mistake... That's all they covered. And all they did was constantly bring out so-called experts to continue to ramble on. Uh, And most of what they said, of course, they have no idea what they're talking about. They're filling airtime. But that's the big story, so that's all they focus on, and they miss all the other news that's happening out there. Now, I do have a few things to go over with that this morning, because as you were sleeping, of course, there was more to the story that happened. So we'll go ahead and catch up on that. And then also, I'm so glad somebody on MSNBC told off all of the leftists in just the most perfect way for their take on this whole thing. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. And just so you know where I come down on this, and if you've listened long enough or read my book, The Uncomplicated Life, you know pretty much where I'm going to come from. Right away, as soon as this whole attack on Israel started, and then there's you know Hamas, and there's Israel, and... People start to go through history and deep dive on all sorts of reasons. And my answer to that is all completely useless. Let's back up. If you want to look at the big picture, let's really look at the big picture of this. Human beings have been doing this to each other worldwide throughout history. From the moment there were human beings on this planet till today, this is what we've been doing to each other. And it's never stopped. And it's stupid. But that's what human beings are. That's why we build militaries and so on. Those of us who just want to be free and live in peace, we build militaries so we can hold back aggression, so we can live in peace. It's always out there. This is flat-out terrorism what's happening. It's always out there. No, you can't make excuses for what Hamas did, and you're going to hear why in just a minute. But if you really want to go back and look throughout history, when have human beings not acted like this? Look anywhere in Asian countries throughout history, from Japan to China, you know, Mongolia and go on. Middle Eastern countries always acted this way. Before the white man 
ever arrived in North or South America, what were the North American tribes and South American nations doing to each other before white man arrived? Yeah, all the same things everybody else in the world was doing. It was war. It was genocide. It was cruelty. I mean, it just... When we showed up on these shores, our behavior as uh, Europeans was despicable, as despicable as what they were already doing to each other before we got here. So that's the human race. I'm never going to see it in my lifetime. I wish I could. Wouldn't it be great if we finally just had enough and just stopped? That's why World War I, the war to end all wars, unfortunately it wasn't because of the nature of human beings. And this is what we do to each other. So in the meantime, oh, people doing all sorts of deep dives on this, which is, well, why is this happening? Useless. Yeah. Look at it this way. Um, Israel just wants to live in peace. Just if you leave Israel alone, they won't bother you. It's as simple as that. They just want to be a free people and they just want to live their lives. That's it. If you leave Israel alone, they won't bother anybody. And there are countries out there in the world that are that way. America has been one of those countries for a good long time, anyway. Leave us alone. We don't bother anybody. That's all you got to do. Just leave us alone. But there's other people out there who always are the aggressors for whatever reason, biblical, ideological, it doesn't matter. They're going to come up with some excuse because this is what they do. There are those who believe in the Quran, like in, in if we go to um, Iran, uh, the mullahs, believing in the Quran, think that they're supposed to be doing this, that they're supposed to be waging a jihad across the world. That's what the Quran tells them to do. And they're insane enough to believe it, and so this is what they do. And it just continues. So there are places in the world where people are just trying to live in peace, but if they're smart, they know enough to build a strong military to defend themselves. In fact... As I think about that, let me go back to, let me see, this is over there in the, there we go, and yeah, okay, let's go back to Star Wars. Since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. No, Alderaan is peace, but we have no weapons, you can't You will prefer another target? So the big mistake there is Alderaan is peaceful. We have no weapons. If Alderaan wanted to live in peace, they should have built a strong military. Because this is going to happen. That's what humanity... I know that was a long time ago in a galaxy far away. But that's what humanity does. Now, let's go to MSNBC. There's a regular guest on one of the shows on MSNBC who had just had enough of those people on the left trying to make excuses for this kind of aggression. And so he told them off last night. Here's just a little bit of what he had to say. I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask who is writing the scripts Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants. And I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women, who tear, kills 
children in front of their parents and then brings them over to Gaza, who literally, we've heard all these reports, and we know these aren't just reports. These were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. They filmed, for example, an elderly woman in her home in one of these towns. They burned her alive in her house because she was too infirm to take out. And, you know, parading women, bleeding from the crotch because they were raped throughout Gaza while people hoot and holler and cheer. So look, you know, when we say, oh, this was an escalation, it was bound to happen, I am sorry. This was a massacre that was pre-planned. This was not destined to happen. It is not normal to shoot teenagers in the back, hundreds of them. So I just think, like, guys, get the story right. And all these pictures of, like, you know, missiles or the rubble in Gaza, please talk to the Israeli mothers and fathers who lost their children. Talk to the grandchildren whose grandparents were seized as hostages. And please stop calling this a retaliation. This is a defensive measure against an organization that is committed to one thing, killing Jews, not a peaceful resolution of a conflict, but murdering Jews. And if you're wondering if I'm exaggerating, please, I beg of you, everyone watching and everyone at this network, just watch the footage. Some Rev Shrapps and more than 200 okay. people. So I hope they heard that. If you go back, I mean, forget the deep dive in history. If you go back and just take a look at Israel surrounded by hostility. Now, what do all of those hostile people surrounding Israel want to do? What they've always wanted to do, going back thousands of years, wipe out all Jews. Just wipe them out, every one of them. This is what humanity does. They just want genocide. They just want to wipe them all out. They'd be very happy if they could. So this continues to this day what's been going on for thousands of years. Hate to see this. Don't want to see this. But welcome to humanity. 616 is the time. Wake up. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 6.3 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, yeah, what Israel was one of those countries that's doing what it can just to try to live in peace. Just leave them alone and they don't bother anybody. It's because of Hamas that Israel had to build a wall around the Gaza Strip because of the constant attacks, the rocket attacks and so on. There's constant. What Hamas has done during this attack, again, they've killed children right in front of their parents. They set one... There's a crippled old lady. They set her on fire in her own house, alive. Okay? Raping women, things like that. This is not them coming to seek some kind of justice or anything else, but just pure, ugly terrorism. So there's no excuse for this kind of behavior. But again, human beings have been doing this kind of garbage to each other throughout human history, which is why I look at it and go, here we go again. Once again, human beings just doing what human beings do. Now, with all what's going on in the world, there's always been war. There's never been a time when there hasn't been war. There's never been a time when there hasn't been atrocities. It just continues on and on. 
with that in mind, what do you think the Biden administration, especially after what's happening in Israel right now, wants to focus on? Here's a headline for you. Biden administration in the midst of crisis. Climate change, still the biggest threat the world faces. Oh, God. All right. So Biden administration, Admiral John Kirby, absolutely. We still believe the biggest threat to humanity is climate change. All right. Let's see if I can play some of the audio. The United States is essentially involved in a war in Europe as a tremendous amount of military aid to Ukraine as they fight Russia. We also say that we are rock solid in our support of Israel as they now face a battle that is against, and we can get into this in a moment, but supported by Iran by all accounts. So given that the United States is now involved in wars that are taking place in Europe and also in the Middle East, I I, want to play this soundbite for you that is just last month in Vietnam and ask you if this still holds for the president. Watch. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Given all the nuclear players in these two areas where we are now engaged on, does the president stand by that comment? Absolutely, he does. Climate change is an existential threat. It could, you know, it actually threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth uh, over time. I mean, that's I don't know how more existential you can get to that. But that doesn't mean that we walk away from our obligations, our national security interests in very dangerous parts of the world. You mentioned he said it was more frightening than a nuclear war. Is that it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment? The president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to yeah, okay so there you go this no their number one threat right now more than anything else is according to them climate change judy and casper hello judy hey good morning uh i got a friend and i was uh campaigning for paul fad for uh liz cheney's position mm-hmm. representative her name was Helen, and I met her at the fairgrounds, her and her husband. They were from Israel. Two of the most religious, God-loving, good people I think I've ever known in my life. And I spent that whole week studying the Bible with her when we would go on break from our booths, you know, that we had at the fairground. Well, she got breast cancer about two years ago. Two years after I got cured, so that's been about four years ago. And when she went to Jerusalem, when I was going through cancer, she sent me home uh, two little bottles. One was holy water, and the other was uh, dirt from where Jesus Christ had risen. And I put them in a, oh God, what do you call it, a curio cabinet box and made something out of it. And to me, that was uh, very special because it gave me the, the the will to fight. My cancer was God. And to know that they're over there doing that to them people is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And to know that Biden sent $6 million to the enemies to do this is just even more, you know, heartbreaking. But to all you people who are back in Israel, that is God's people. Remember that. All right. 
Thank you, Judy. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. National local update on the weather forecasts. You and I get back into it. Let's wake up, Wyoming. I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work occur is going to be required. But I'm just happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work occur is gonna be required, but... It's cold. Glenn Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six at times. Wake up, Wyoming. Now, a lot of mistakes have been discussed by the U.S. in when we take a look at what's happening right now in Israel. Mistakes we make, and Judy brought it up. Part of the six billion dollars is part of it. Other mistakes as well, where we're just not helping. And oftentimes, when I look at administrations, not like just not just the Biden administration, but even Obama. And we can talk about others, too, where they just don't seem to understand how the world works and they make huge mistakes that help these kinds of terrorists around the world. Example, a report from uh, just recently was released. Weapons from Afghanistan. Remember now, the Biden administration, when they pulled out, left all sorts of weapons there. The idea was supposed to be that the the government in charge in Afghanistan would be able to stay in charge if we left them the means to do so. But instead, of course, everything just went over to the terrorists. So weapons from Afghanistan ended up with these Palestinian groups operating in the Gaza Strip. So some of the weapons, when you take a look at what these Hamas terrorists are doing as as they push into Israel, when they did anyway, and the terrorism that unfolded on Israelis. Take a look at some of the weapons that they're holding. You might recognize them as weapons that came from America. They were. The story says a claim in news reports that American weapons seized in Afghanistan have ended up in the hands of Palestinian groups operating the Gaza Strip has taken on renewed significance after Hamas, a a Palestinian terrorist group, launched an attack on Israel on Saturday. According to Newsweek report, an Israeli commander said some U.S. small arms seized in Afghanistan Well, some of those weapons didn't get seized in Afghanistan. They had already been observed in the hands of Palestinian groups operating in the Gaza Strip. The report began recirculating on social media among accusations the Biden administration funded Hamas terrorist attack. And it it goes into the $6 billion there that Judy mentioned just a moment ago. Biden administration pushed back against the accusations about the money, but all right. Republican presidential candidate Senator Tim Scott, Republican South Carolina, told Breitbart News the $6 billion has not... Uh, well, again, I, I want to get past the six months because they keep going into that. Let's talk about the weapons that are there. 
take a good look at, if you have a chance, because they're going to keep repeat, repeat, repeat these, uh, these videos, take a look at what some of these terrorists coming out of the Gaza Strip were carrying and take a look at what weapons our own soldiers use, our own people use, and you'll see them carrying some of these things. Now, some of these guys are carrying like AK-47s, other weapons like that. But if you're wondering, well, where did they get those? Those are American-made weapons, mostly small arms. Well, according to this report, yeah, came down from Afghanistan, moved its way through and wound up there in Palestine. That's how these guys wound up with them and ended up using them in exactly this attack. So this goes back to unintended consequences, but also just not understanding how the world works thinking about things in such a naive way that if we allow this money, Iran to have this money, I know the money was Iran's anyway, they made it by selling oil, but if we allow them to have it and we just say to them, now you're not allowed to use this money for anything that's terrorist related now, this has to be for humanitarian aid, things like that, that they're actually gonna do that. That if you leave a bunch of weapons in Afghanistan, and here's a, a obvious international terrorist groups right there in Afghanistan looking at those weapons. What do you think is going to happen with that? Where do you think those weapons are going to go? There are some people that are just evil and you cannot negotiate with them or appease them. You can't. And if they make you a promise, guarantee you they're lying to you. We keep trying to negotiate throughout history with folks like this in good faith. And it never works out well when we do. We do all we can to be the good guys and negotiate in good faith in hopes that they will do the right thing someday. And they never do. And at some point, you got to learn that lesson and realize it's just not going to work that way. Now, I can even say that from personal experience in my life and people that I've come across who... Uh, they just never quit. I mean, every time I was around them, massive drama. These people, they, they lie, they cheat, they steal. They're just evil. They're the destroyers. They're just evil. And I tried everything I could to be the good guy, to reason with, to negotiate with. I mean, anything I could think of. Nothing worked. I finally realized no matter what happens, there's something about their nature where this is who they are and what they do. And at some point in human history, you would think the good guys would learn the lessons that not everybody's going to be a good guy. Not everybody has a good nature, that evil exists. Somehow the good guys keep falling for this. I think that's how Israel wound up in this position in the first place. 642, wake up my... Demented, opinionated, but never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. 6.48 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box to talk to Frank Gambino. Okay, Frank, so I updated the list. Yesterday, I talked to, to you about Halloween movies. This morning, I made, I spent a good amount of time coming up with the perfect Halloween songs, okay? Wait a second. Is Frank there? I'm talking to Frank, and I look over, and I don't see anybody in the room. I thought I heard him coming in. Frank Gambino, 
Studio 6, Frank Gambino, <clears throat> Studio 6. I don't see anyone down the hallway over there. So, um, gee, Miss Mary, is he here today? I don't know. Okay, I'll continue on with this. And then uh, maybe Mary can find out where he is. I could have sworn I heard him go down the hallway and then the door closed, but there's nobody sitting there. Okay, so say uh, Monster Mash that was good in the in the post that I did. I found Bobby Pickett the original song as it was performed on television, and you got to see his performance because the expressions that he uses as he does the Monster Mash. He has to sort of act it out. And, yeah, it's really interesting to see the facial expressions and body postures. Speaking of that, Screamin' Jay Hawkins, I Put a Spell on You, which has been performed by many different people. He plays the part of a witch doctor in this, and it's an old, old, old television show. But he's all up in witch doctor costume. So that's also... I went back and found some really old videos Michael Jackson, Thriller, of course. Ghostbusters theme. I went and found the original video. This goes back a ways for some people because it was 1984 when that debuted. And it went to number one on the Billboard charts along with, you know, the movie that was that big. But that went to number one on the Billboard charts. And I have the original video as it appeared on MTV way back then. So I put that together for you. One of my favorite movies of all time, Nightmare Before Christmas. The This Is Halloween song. Put that up there. Somebody's Watching Me. I didn't know this. That was written and performed by a guy named Rockwell, released in 1984. Guest vocals by his brothers, including Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson. Did not know he was related to them when he put that out. Adam's Family theme, which never peaked any charts, but is... You know, big time beloved. And I found found the old original Adams Family theme video for the television show back when it was first done. Werewolves of London. That one goes back to 1978, written by Warren Zevon and uh and then just some the other composers in here. But the original Werewolves of London song, which I thought when they released the video for that, there wasn't much to the video. I mean, it was just basically the singer sitting at a piano and his band is around him and he's just singing the song. I mean, that's something you could have done a lot more with. Uh, Let me see. Season of the Witch. That one was done by a guy named Donovan who did a lot of really freaky songs back in the 70s. And, of course, one of my favorite of all time by the Eagles, the song Witchy Woman, which reached number nine on the Billboard charts back in 1972. So that's a whole list of songs that I put up there. But I made sure to go back for you guys to find the original videos as far back as I could, which is why the first couple on there, you got to go back to when television was live in order to, to hear that. We're talking live television from way back when. So a lot of the video that was shot was done on film, and that film is getting old. So you can imagine, even though it's up on YouTube now and it's digitized, but it's old looking. And even you'll even see some of the wavy effects of television back then and what the film did. So it's not the best quality as all. Also, it's very obvious that the lip syncers, well, I'm, the singers from way back then 
were lip syncing on stage as they tried to perform these songs. As most everybody did, even up to this day, there's a whole lot of television performances in front of live audience where they're actually just lip syncing the thing instead of actually trying to perform the song. Back then, I'm watching this thinking, no, it's pretty obvious you're lip syncing, dude. But anyway, they had to perform these songs, which is why, I, in fact, the first one that I have up there is from Dick Clark's Countdown, going way back when, back when Dick Clark used to do his uh, dance show, you know, way back when. I, I don't remember what that's called anymore. I just remember Dick Clark. But what do they call that? Yeah, but that was from way back when in television, which was done live and in front of a live studio audience. Okay, we're coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. I'll make sure to keep the subject open on what's happening in Israel. But i got other things to talk about, too. But we can always go back to that if you want. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Seven oh six. The time it's wake up, my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. And I did start off with something about what's happening in Israel in the Gaza Strip this morning. And some of the comments, uh, Jorgen from The Hague, I appreciate what you just said. He said, I haven't heard, speaking of my observations, I haven't heard your observation on Israel anywhere else so far regarding complacency and young party people never looking at the world the same way again. Good stuff. And for those people who tried to defend what Hamas has done, um, they went to a rave and shot down a bunch of kids at a party. They broke into homes, set an old lady on fire, alive. They've killed children right in front of their parents or kidnapped the kids and took them back as hostages. You know, raped women, things like this. Uh, you can't excuse that. There's no excusing that. Okay? That's not fighting back against aggression. That's evil. That's what evil looks like. That's terrorism. You can't defend that. You can try, but you're not going to win that one. It actually makes you look bad. Uh, real quick for those people who are, thanks for jumping in. I had a blank just a moment ago uh, talking about some music that are really popular around Halloween time during uh, Frank Gambino's regular uh, sports segment. And I was trying to remember what show did Dick Clark do way back when? And it just slipped my mind. People start answering with Dick Clark's American Bandstand. Right, thank you. And I know that just for a moment I blanked on something like that. All right, so triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Now I'm going to switch topics, but you can drag me back to anything that you want at any time. That's fine, especially because I know it's dominating the news right now. So if you want to go back and talk about what's happening in Israel and the Gaza Strip, we can certainly do that as well. Meantime. I want to just just bring up briefly here, once again, the graveyard of wind turbines. It is far worse than I originally thought after watching this. Now, we remember here in Wyoming, especially those of you up in the Natrona County area, for a time, Natrona County was accepting wind turbine blades and burying them deep 
the idea that we can't do anything with turbine blades, I keep thinking somebody's got to be able to figure out what to do with to recycle these things. Meantime, this energy, which we're told is green and sustainable, I've been pointing out for quite some time, it's not clean, it's not green, it's not affordable, it's heavily subsidized, it's not reliable, it's not sustainable. Okay, Everything you've been told about it is a lie. A gentleman has put together a documentary. I'm just going to play you a small clip from this. He's in Texas, and he's looking at a mass graveyard of wind turbines. And this area is huge. These are all um, expired blades that have reached their use. Hang on a second. Let me, let me go ahead and do that again. And I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit for you here. This ought to be better. At least I hope this ought to be better over here. Hang on. All right. And here we go. Sorry. These are all um, expired blades that have reached their usable life and have come here to die. Um, a lot of claims of recycling these blades, but we're not seeing any of it. These have been here for years. And you can see these are uh, some of the in sections of the blades. They've been cut in half. Some of them have been cut in half to increase maybe increase stacking efficiency. Some out there have just been kind of chopped up and they're really decaying. Okay, so this is, again, it's an interesting documentary that I found that had to do with wind turbines that are just stacking up in Texas. And again, in big numbers. And they have cut them up. It does look like they sort of cut them up to make it easier to stack a little bit here. But this is where they're winding up. Now, that's just the turbine blades. And I still keep thinking someone's got to figure out something to be able to do with all of this. But all right. So far, they haven't. They're still stacking them up everywhere. Now, that does not include what you have to do with the batteries afterwards. Because when, in order to have wind and solar power, that is intermittent. In fact, if you take a look at a wind turbine blade, it might appear to you as if it's turning slow, but it's not. Go ahead and clock the speed of the tip of the blade. Those things are moving really fast. It's just that they're so big, the appearance is slow. But it's not. That's a fast-moving blade, which is part of the reason that they create wind vortexes that, or vortices that kill birds. Big soaring birds get sucked in and killed. And the, the soaring bird thinks it's just flying over top what, I mean, because they look for thermals to fly, to, just to coast on, right? And they don't realize they're getting pulled toward the blade. And by the time they get too close to the blade, they can't get away. I've even watched birds try to go into a dive, just fold up their wings and dive out of the way. It's too late. They got sucked in. Flocks of birds have been killed. Bats have been killed by these turbine blades. You know, so there's that. But the batteries, if you actually, I, and I've done this, recorded wind turbine blades in time lapse to, to speed it up, right? So I could see what they look like when they're moving faster. And you realize if you do that, that the blades don't turn at a steady speed. And that makes sense because wind does not blow steady ever. Wind never blows steady. So those blades that look like they're turning so perfectly slow and even, when you speed it up, you can realize it's going faster, slower, faster, slower, all sorts of different speeds. Because of that, that energy cannot be dumped directly on the grid. Even solar panels even on the most perfectly sunny day, the atmosphere is still waving. 
And so the energy is never collected evenly. And so they have to store it in massive battery farms, then draw that energy off to put it on the grid. So that way your electronics and your light bulbs are not constantly fluctuating, which will hurt a lot of things. It'll hurt a lot of your electronics and machines and your light bulbs if it constantly fluctuates like that. Those massive battery farms are toxic to produce and toxic to dispose of. So for those people who are calling this green energy, here you have this gentleman who did this documentary on, in Texas. What's with all the wind farm graveyards out here? And that's just the ones that are on the surface, not the ones that were buried. Now I'm waiting for the documentary, and I'm, maybe I should dig around. There could be a few out there that I haven't seen yet. On what happens with all of the toxic waste that's created when making wind and solar and what happens with all the toxic waste when it's disposed of. I'm going through all of this because the things that you're not told, you're even I hear conservatives refer to this stuff as sustainable energy or green energy. And it's not. And here's yet another reason why. Now, my best understanding is that last I heard here in Wyoming, Places like Natrona County are no longer accepting those wind turbines, blades. And it might have been, may have been because of the public outcry because of it. People just didn't want all of that in their landfills here. And the turbine blades themselves are not exactly toxic waste, but they do take up a lot of space. And just like those people who complain, hey, you know, you throw a lot of plastic bags and other plastic containers into a landfill and you go back in you know thousands of years and that stuff's still going to be in there it hasn't decomposed well guess what folks for those who are in favor of your wind turbine blades guess what where that stuff's still going to be thousands of years from now if not more yeah not exactly something that decomposes Jude and Casper, let's see, grind them up, mix them for asphalt. Uh, that's being tested. As for the batteries, you can't do anything because uh, ground makes them leak into the ground. As far as making them into asphalt, grinding them up and making them into asphalt is being experimented with. There's a lot of stuff that has been experimented with to make them roads out of. And it doesn't always work the way you think it's going to work. It's got to be tested before we know if it's actually going to make a good road or not. All right, 7.15, wake up. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So is here, a friend of ours in Jeffries City, Chief Redland. Morning, Chief. He's about the wind turbine blades. He says... I was going to say, why don't we bury them in the mines while we're, we are reclaiming them and or grind them up and pipe them down inside all of the mine shafts that we're trying to fill up in Hanlon. Well, that could, as a filler, that might work. Also, let me see. Uh, there's one, it was Jude, Jim. Okay, Jim in Casper sends me a link. It's some artist who's making art out of wind turbine blades by... Yeah, he's, no, some interesting little figurines and so on. It's pretty good-looking stuff. I do think there's something we can do with this stuff, but right now it's just kind of being piled up places and, you know, 
The idea of making a road out, like Jude said, to us, can we grind them and make a road out of them? That's got to be tested. There's a lot of things that I've seen used as test roads. In fact, I've even driven down highways where a section of just a small section of the highway, there's a sign that says this is a test section of highway. They're trying new materials to see if that'll work better for highways and roads. So can you grind up wind turbine blades? Don't know yet. Try it, test it, see what they can do with it. Either way, though, this is turning out to be waste that just can't get rid of it right now. Those people who keep saying this is green, clean, sustainable energy, so far they've been wrong about everything. Especially the birds. I mean, birds. Let's face it, they're annoying. They're everywhere. Filling the skyways and dropping their little droppings on our automobiles, on our homes, and causing billions of dollars of damage every single year. Eating gardens right down to the nub, including the seeds. And of course, we've all seen Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Yes, birds cost the American economy billions of dollars every year in damage. And billions of dollars to our economy by slowing down traffic at airports. And even bringing down planes by dangerously flying into the engines. So how do we rid the skyways of these pesky creatures? We've found a way. Windmills are the answer. Yes, environmentally friendly because they don't use pesticides. Massive churning windmill blades bring down birds by the hundreds every single day. And thanks to Barack Obama's incentives and subsidies, windmill farms are now popping up around the country. Last year alone, we killed over half a million of these pesky creatures. Maybe right in your own back Backyard. Join us, won't you? Call your congressman. Ask for more windmills and more windmill subsidies so we can rid the skies of these pesky, costly nuisance creatures we call birds. Brought to you by the Coalition for Cleaner, Safer Skies. Now, from the website County 17 here in Wyoming, photos of carbon capture demonstration plant, and it they got different pictures over here, that is beginning work. And this is where, once again, talk about a waste of time and money on this. Treating CO2 like it's a pollutant. But, okay. This afternoon, the story says American and Japanese partners celebrated the opening of a carbon capture project about 10 miles north of downtown Gillette. The project at the Wyoming Integrated Test Center, the Wyoming ITC, it's a space where developers can use coal-based flue gas from dry fork and coal-fired power plants and Japan Carbon Capture Frontier Organization they have been they've completed construction of the project which they will test whether it's a technology that will actually work, is it effective, useful is it environmentally friendly and large scale, so what's happening right now is just a test facility method of absorbing carbon dioxide uses less heat than in uh, well a solvent system would be required it talks about how basically the system would work and here again I look at this as what a massive waste of time and money and I've talked to the governor about this he and I just on air and he and I just disagree about this don't treat this as a pollutant it's not there's no reason going through all this trouble of capturing it if anything we in Wyoming should be making the argument as to why CO2 is good, not bad. In fact, let me go back and do that again. I've played, I've played this every so often when I talk about what CO2 is. Uh, well, first off, CO2 in trees. This comes from Australia. I did as the government asked, and I looked at the science when it came to climate change, and this is what I found. 
According to government figures, Australia is producing 499 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide per year. But what I also found is that one mature tree will absorb 48 pounds or 21.77 kilograms of carbon dioxide per year. And Australia currently has 24 billion standard sized trees absorbing 453 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide per year. And that's just trees. Doesn't include any other plant life. And particularly, doesn't include mangroves. And mangroves will absorb 50 times more carbon dioxide per year than a standard-sized tree. So why is the government hell-bent on cutting down trees in order to install solar farms when it seems quite obvious from the science that nature has already provided the solution to the problem. Okay, so this seems pretty obvious to me, probably to you too. If you really do think that CO2 needs to be pulled from the atmosphere, nature already provides a way. And it's not just trees, because I keep hearing plant trees and plant grass and plant bushes. It's not a pollutant. Projected CO2 level in the absence of human emissions, there it goes through that red line, everything dies. It could be a million years from now or two, but that's not very long in the situation of life's history. So life would have killed itself inadvertently by creating armor plating in the sea. And we inadvertently are replenish it by finding fossil fuels and making cement. We didn't know that we were doing this positive role but basically, my paper, The Positive Influence of Human CO2 Emissions on the Survival of Life on Earth, is available on the internet, and it goes through the whole story, and we are life's savior, salvation, not its destroyer, because it would have gone down if we had not intervened, if we had not stopped the continuous sedimentation of carb calcium carbonate on the ocean floor. That's Dr. Patrick Moore that you just heard. He's one of the co-founders of Greenpeace. So rather than spending all of this money and time on a test carbon capture facility north of Gillette, Wyoming, to see if this actually is viable, if this is something that really bothers you and you think we need to remove it from the atmosphere, then the answer to that is, I tell you what, we have plenty of room out here in Wyoming. We already have a lot of grasslands, and that certainly is helpful. But if you want more trees, if you want more bushes, we can certainly do that as well if you think that'll help. Nature, as the first audio that I played you points out, nature already provides a way. That's why the planet keeps getting greener the more CO2 we put into it because it's good for plant life. It's good for nature, which is good for the oxygen level too, by the way, because those plants inhale that CO2, take the carbon molecule out, exhale oxygen which we breathe okay the, the circle of life right uh milo and four dangers suggest using wind turbine blades for border fencing i'm with you uh, worth a shot if this stuff is just about indestructible so give it a try coming up on 7 30 local news coming away right after local news update on the weather forecast you and i get back into it again and 7.45, Don Day and I will have a conversation on the air about your extended uh, forecast because some big changes are coming to the weather. Just a little winter test coming your way this week. It's Wake Up Wyoming. goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
736 the time. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Frank Gambino is in the building. I, first hour of the program during the sports break, he wasn't here. We were all wondering about Being the compassionate guy that I am, I just flat out told him, frankly, Frank, at your age, we thought you were dead. But, you know, <clears throat> he's fine. He just set, didn't set his alarm clock, so... All right, so speaking of those wind turbine blades and carbon capture facilities, Blue Eyes and Douglas, before we grind up the wind turbine blades, what are they made of? That dust might not be good, could be toxic, in other words. That's a good idea. It's primarily fiberglass, but there's other stuff put in there, too, to make it really lightweight and strong. So when you do grind it up, what do you get out of that as far as dust is concerned? Mike and Casper, I have 12 carbon capture systems in my house. Yeah, houseplants, basically. Yeah. Chet and Yoder, have you noticed green new scheme stuff costs more more problems? Or I should say cause more problems than it cures. It's laughable. It sustains money going into promoting it. That's about it. Yeah. Well, and this is why I say when it comes to wind and solar and electric cars, not clean, not green, not sustainable, not affordable, not reliable. Everything you've been told about it just flat out not true. And yet even, and this is what drives me nuts, conservatives, even conservatives, when they talk about this, say fossil fuels, which it's not. And they say green energy or sustainable energy or clean energy, which it's not. So all I'm asking for is more of a sense of realism here when we talk about this stuff. Let's use different terms rather than the terms that are thrust upon us every single day, not just by the news media and the politicians, but even by our own conservatives who we elect. Who, by the way, a lot of and this also drives me nuts. A lot of the conservatives that we elect to get into office will flat out tell us that they hate this whole idea of going wind and solar and electric cars and so on. And yet once they get into office, what do they vote for? And a lot of times they vote for this stuff because the Biden administration is offering so much money to the state or to the local government. And they want that money, boy. So they go for it because look at that money coming in. Dirty is called... People, when they send me notes, they're using a wake-up Wyoming app and sending me text messages. And they can make up whatever name they want. They don't have to use their real name. He says, I service seven wind farms in Wyoming. Not one of them has a battery storage system to accommodate power transferring. Um, Actually, they do. It's simply not true when you tell your audience that. Actually, it is true. You service seven wind farms in Wyoming, and those there's not a battery storage system at the bottom of the wind turbine, but there is a battery storage facility down the grid, okay? So when you say that what I'm saying is not true, it is true. Go follow where that power is going. None of that electricity from those turbines goes directly onto the grid, it all goes to battery storage facilities where they uh, basically charge up the batteries. And then when they want to use the power, they draw it from the storage facility and put it into the grid. I know this because I did research this. And again, if you go out to Wyoming Wind Farms and look and you're wondering where are the battery storage facilities, you don't, you don't see the storage facility there. 
okay? You're not going to see a battery storage facility at the bottom of each wind turbine. That doesn't exist. But there is a battery storage facility for these turbines and solar farms down the line. Because, again, they never produce energy evenly. And so, I'm sorry, Dirty, but what I'm saying is absolutely true. I know because when I first started to look, I mean, seriously, when wind farms, just let everybody know, when they started first coming up with the idea of wind farms, I thought, well, what a great idea. I mean, the wind is blowing. If we can capture that, that's just free energy blowing across the prairie. If we can capture that, then we can just go ahead and make electricity out of it. So what? Yeah, we look when we have a um, a dam, a hydroelectric dam, we just captured the water and we're just using the water. The difference is the hydroelectric dam. We can control how fast the water moves through and make the water move through at a consistent rate. So those turbines produce electricity at a very specific rate that gets dumped into the grid immediately. Wind, however, does not blow evenly, ever. And so when you, if you were to, again, do a time lapse of wind turbines turning so you can watch it back at high speed, you know, with the blades turning really fast, and you'll notice they don't burn, they do not turn evenly, and you cannot dump that directly into the grid. Okay. So, uh, I'm sorry, Dirty, I know what you're saying, but go follow. What I did was when I started looking into wind turbines, was it everything they claimed? And I found myself extremely disappointed. And yes, those wind farms that you're working on, the energy does go to a battery, a big battery farm, if you will. And that gets charged up and then that gets drawn onto the grid. It's not at the wind turbines, it's down the line. 742, wake up Wyoming. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Dayweather. Hang on a second here. And let's see, did all of that, and I did not hit the button over here to connect with Don Day. There we go. Now, see, I forgot to push the button, Don. Now you're connected with us. We have just a, a nice day today, then a bit of a change up here, I know. But I'm not looking at anything drastic from my point of view. Depends on where you are. Okay. If you are if you uh, are on the plains, we're going to get the first rain and snow and a little bit of wintry weather. If you're in a hunting camp in the Bighorn Mountains, uh, it's going to be very impactful. Oh, okay. So now, let's take a look at the, the mountain snow because I've seen different predictions. And usually, as you know, if someone wants to write a headline, they write worst case scenario for the mountains. How much do you see up there in our mountain areas? Well, I think that, that the, 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 the the following mountain ranges, the Bighorns, the Wind River Mountains... Uh, are I think under the gun the most. Okay. I could I could easily see six to twelve inches of snow uh, above eight thousand feet. So it's going to be certainly enough to to be a big impact. I also see 
several inches of snow, uh, maybe on the top of Casper Mountain, uh, the Laramie Peak area. The several inches of snow will fall down in the southern mountains of the state as well. This will, of course, affect the mountain passes, which are all open. Uh, and we're going to really see this as a travel concern tomorrow night and through the day Thursday. And then you always got to be careful with these these October storms uh, on the higher roads uh, along Interstate 80 between Laramie and Rollins. You know, you're you're getting close to 9,000 feet. And so, you know, we could have some travel concerns over those higher spots. Okay, and for that matter, if you're talking about a little bit of uh, ice coming down and maybe a little bit of rain on top of that, I would say just be careful on highways in general during that time. So what time does all that wet move through? We're going to see it, it go, coming in at its strongest tomorrow night and during the day Thursday. Uh, I think uh, by Thursday night, late the system will pull off to the east uh another place glenn that i would i would highlight is the black hills um the black hills around rapid city even the higher ground around sundance is an area that could see snow as well all right thank you don don day with day weather so a little bit of a change up for us and that's going to include temperatures too which tomorrow i'll get a little bit more into detail about those temperatures off we go to the ice box frank gambino is waiting by so, okay, Frank, what I was trying to do last... Frank, uh, by the way, Frank, frankly, we thought you were dead. So uh, we were just going to go ahead and start redecorating your office. You, you know, yeah. we talked downstairs. Alarm clocks work great. Yes, right. If you set it, them. You turn them on. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, but, well, you needed a good night's sleep anyway. So <laughs> glad you're here feeling a whole <laughs> oh, lot better. Oh, boy. All right. So here's what you missed out on. Because okay. I had put together... I spent a good amount of time this morning putting this together. So I wanted you to hear it. Good. All right. We talked about great Halloween movies and so on last time. Songs. Monster Mash. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have a video here of the song being performed way back when television was live by Boris Pickett, and you have to see the facial expressions because he has to sort of act it out. Okay. And, of course, he's obviously lip-syncing to the album, too. Yeah. Uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins, I oh, put a spell yeah. on you. Oh, man. And, again, he's in a witch doctor outfit, and mm -hmm. he's performing this song. Screaming Jay Hawkins, he's, he's, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's the bomb, yeah. yeah. Now, what I did love is I put the Michael Jackson Thriller song if you remember when that came out, which was 1983, it was such a long music video, they had to release it in movie theaters. Yeah. And my favorite part of the whole thing, because the singing was good, the mm -hmm. dancing was good, Michael Jackson was very good back then, the voice of Vincent Price mm -hmm. on the song. And if you if you go Vincent who, you're a oh, punk, no, and no, I don't no, want to yeah, hear yeah, that, that is the voice yeah. of the Dracula type Oh, my God, guy, yeah. yeah. Oh, Lord. He did so many horror movies. Ghostbusters theme. Of course. Mm -hmm. And I put the original uh, video that was put up on MTV way back when. From one of my favorite movies of all time, Nightmare Before Christmas, the This Is Halloween song. That's very good if you're familiar with that. Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, yep. 1984. Mm -hmm. And by the way, guest vocals include his brothers, Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Adam's family theme. Everybody, mm -hmm. of course, yeah, snaps yeah. their fingers along to that da, one. Da, da, da. And see. Werewolves of London. Yeah. Warren Zevon. War, 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 yeah. Warren Zevon, yeah. yeah. 1978 is that one came out here. And uh, let me see. Season of the Witch. Remember that one? Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch was a singer. Let me see. Donovan was his name. Oh, okay. Did a lot of psychedelic stuff. And one of my favorites of all times, Witchy Woman by the Eagles. Yes. Okay, see? These were all, I think, 
in my opinion, the top 10 greatest Halloween songs ever written. I got it. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys basking in the glow of that 24-19 win over Fresno State on Saturday. So they sit at 5-1 and one overall. 2-0 and oh in Mountain West play. The defense did their job, that's for sure. Cole Goodbow made a, a name for himself with a deflection and interception in the last minute. Plus, that big defensive lineman had a nice run after the catch. On offense, quarterback Andrew Peasley was effective in the first half, not so effective in the second half. But for the game, he was 19-27 of 27 for 183 yards and three touchdown passes, all in the second quarter. P- uh, the three TD passes, that is. And Peasley was named the Mountain West Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Running back Harrison Whaley listed day-to-day ahead of this week's huge game against the Air Force. He had 83 yards rushing before leaving Saturday's contest with a leg injury. The Cowboys will be in Colorado Springs on Saturday night at 5 p.m. to meet the Falcons, who are 5-0 overall and 3-0 in Mountain West play. National Football League from Sunday, Buffalo Bills quarterback and former Wyoming Cowboy Josh Allen won 27-40 of for 359 yards and two touchdown passes. Too bad the Bills lost to Jackson in London, 25-20. Casper Native and UW guy uh, Logan Wilson had nine tackles for Cincinnati from his middle linebacker spot as the Bengals beat Arizona 34-20. Former Cowboy Tashawn Gibson had an interception for San Francisco in their 42-10 win over Dallas. High School Volleyball, the annual Volley Bowl as will be tonight as Natrona will host Kelly Walsh. KW is 20-5 on the year. NC is 9-16. Over the weekend, KW beat Jackson in Star Valley while Natrona lost to Sheridan. It'll be a 6 p.m. start tonight from NC. Junior College Volleyball, LCCC from Cheyenne beat Casper College over the weekend in four sets, 26-24, 25-13, 23-25, and 25-17. LCCC is rated 18th in the country with a record of 22-4. The Golden Eagles will be at Eastern Wyoming tonight. Casper's 18-10 on the season. They'll host Western Nebraska tonight. In the baseball playoffs in the divisional round, Atlanta over Philadelphia 5-4 to even that National League Series at a game apiece in that play. That game ended with a bang-bang double play, started with a catch at the wall in the top of the ninth inning from Braves outfielder Michael Harris. That was, that was amazing. Also in the National League yesterday, the L.A. Dodgers, who won 100 games in the regular season, now are down to Arizona two games to none. They were beaten 4-2 yesterday, and today in the American League, Houston will be at Minnesota, and Baltimore will be at Texas. Josh Allen having a better year. I know he had that he, he, one he, game. Statistically, just... he's, he, he's he had that really awful game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's gotten, you know, you know, better statistically. Okay. The Bills, there's an immense amount of pressure on that team as they think they should win it all. And yeah. A lot of people think they, they can't. This game in London, you know, they, he did his job, but you know what? Yeah. It's a team game. Okay. You know? Everybody's got to be there. Is yep. he going to be in the playoffs? Oh, I um, assuredly. Assuredly. Unless, unless, okay. unless they miss the bus to the stadium. Yeah, okay. Thank you. So, uh, well, they could miss the bus to the stadium. Things like that happen. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Get officially in the open phone, so you can just go ahead and give me a hard time about everything I've been saying this morning. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Tuesday. Enjoy today, according to Don Day's weather forecast. I mean, really nice out there. And a good part of tomorrow is as well. But then it, it starts to change. Now, I don't necessarily see those changes as a bad thing. I know that I got a note from Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis. Not ready for the snow. Yeah, I get that. Okay. To me, to give you an idea, and I wrote this in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. 
it depends on how you choose to see things. So let's say we have, and this happened just recently. There was a day where it was just cloudy, really cloudy, dark cloudy all day, and just drizzled all day. And sometimes the rain would fall a little bit harder, but mostly it just kind of drizzled all day. And people kept saying to me, what a lousy day. And my answer was, no, we need the rain. We really need that rain. So to have a cloud over for about a day and a half, really, and just drizzle like this, that's exactly what we need. And I was happy to see it. I don't look at that as a miserable day. It doesn't make me depressed or anything like that. It's like, no, that's glad we have this kind of a thing. So when I take a look at the changes in the weather coming in the next couple of days here, I look at that and think, no, it's what typically happens this time of year. And it's exactly about what we need. A little bit of wet coming in. Temperatures cool down a bit. We're not talking a blizzard that's going to shut anything down or do damage or anything like that. Just to me, that's perfect. But then again, I'm the glasses half full kind of guy. And the other half of the glass has air in it. And I like air because I breathe it. It can really be, well, in fact, let me put everything aside for just a minute here. Let me see if I can find this one. There are people who really just get annoyed, you know, at someone who's constantly in a good mood. Yeah. There's a bit that I have here for a depressant. Yeah, it's a depressing cold, dollars not. Ah, here we go. Uh, no, depression pills, news, yeah, okay. So for some of you, you get around someone like me and it just gets annoying. And I understand. The first ever prescription depressant hit the shelves today. Approved by the FDA last month, Despondex is intended as a treatment for the approximately 20 million Americans who are insufferably cheery. Tests prove the drug is effective at reducing a range of symptoms from squealing loudly when a friend calls to use of the phrase cool beans and excessive hugging. Dr. Alman Way calls the drug a huge step forward in the battle against exuberance. If you're in a good mood every so often, well, that's fine. That's normal. This is for those that have a persistent positive outlook on life. Eva Henry of New Haven, Connecticut, began participating in a clinical trial of Despondex six weeks ago. I was always telling people how cute their outfits were and bringing them little gifts. I'd beam at anyone who made eye contact with me. I didn't realize life didn't have to be like that. Eva said she never knew how her annoyingly chipper attitude was affecting those around her. Over and over again, I'd ask Jeff to ride his bike down to the botanical garden with me, no matter how many times he said no. And she was always smiling. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what to do to help her. I used to think, why am I the only one trying to set up single friends with each other? And now I realize it. I, I was sick. I need a treatment. Eva says the drug may have saved their marriage. Now Jeff and I can just waste a night sitting on the couch watching a TV show neither of us enjoy. Mm like a regular couple. Not everyone is convinced that Despondex is the cure-all for perkiness, however. In this week's Time magazine, Michael Pelosic of UCLA argues that many patients get similar results from natural remedies, something as simple as a diet of corn syrup and white bread and a total lack of exercise. But Dr. Wei disagrees. We have to erase the stigma attached with getting chirpy people help, real medical help. I mean, do you know what it's like to be around these people? It's pretty annoying. Doctors estimate the new drug could reduce the number of costume or theme parties in the U.S. by up to 40%. Actually, I don't like costume or theme parties, but okay. Anyway, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. This is the most dangerous part of the program every single day. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? 
Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Oh, I am, I have written it. I just got to get it to the right people to voice it. So there is a... Um, bit that I'm writing for social justice warrior. You know, we're still facing a possible government shutdown, which I, I again, I look at as, as a good thing, but a possible government shutdown because they, in Congress, passed a continuing resolution and it was another 40-some days it was supposed to be, you know, for this. And during that time, you would think these guys would be busily working away trying to solve budget problems, and of course they're not. And, so, and right now, your House of Representatives can't pass anything because they don't have a Speaker of the House. So things are kind of stalled out. Again, I look at that as a good thing, but all right. At some point, we face that whole thing of a government shutdown again. And news media and politicians will once again panic. What do we do with the government shutdown? So I'll give you a spoiler alert. In the next Social Justice Warrior episode... Our social justice warrior will be in his apartment, which is the basement of his mother's house, where he lives with his roommate, his sidekick. Of course, they're supposed to be social justice superheroes, right? And they're all panicked down there because of a government shutdown. They're afraid to go outside. While that conversation is happening, they're going to wonder what the noise outside is, thinking, of course, it's obviously the end of the world. But instead, it's average white guy doing donuts in his diesel-powered pickup truck and shooting guns into the air, celebrating the government shutdown. So that's the bit. It's all written out. I'll get it to you. I just got to get everybody to voice it, and then we'll send it back. Now, earlier this morning, I played something that I want to go ahead and, and play again because I think it really is important for people who come in later in the morning to hear this. All the news right now is settling around, of course, what's happening in Israel and the Gaza Strip. And a lot of conversation, pointing fingers, who's to blame for what and so on. And what I had said yesterday was human beings have been doing this to each other for thousands of years. This kind of war is typical of human behavior. Someday, I hope we as a species grow out of it. But meantime, there have been, on occasion, pockets of human beings that just want to live in peace. And if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Which is why I had played the bit earlier this morning uh, that had to do with um, Alderaan. This is, of course, from the Star Wars series. And I'll go ahead and play this again. This is what happens when a society thinks it can be a peaceful society, and so therefore they don't have to build any weapons. Since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. No. Alderaan is peaceful. We have no weapons. You can't You will possibly... prefer another target? <laughs> 
So this is what happens if your country is a peaceful country and you think that you don't need any defensive weapons because evil out there does exist, just like you saw in Star Wars. So there are countries that are perfectly peaceful and they would love just to never have ever have to go to war again. But it doesn't happen that way because we'll welcome to planet Earth and the human race. That's just the way we are. If you don't bother Israel, they'll never bother you. America is also one of those countries. Just leave us alone. There's many other smaller countries out there as well that they they really don't want any part of this, but they understand they have to build up some kind of defenses because. Now, to put it a bit more into perspective, here's a gentleman who's a regular guest on MSNBC. And he got really annoyed last night and he looked directly at the camera and spoke to the liberal MSNBC audience. I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network. But I've got to ask, who is writing the scripts? Hamas? The people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants. And I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women, who tear, kills children in front of their parents, and then brings them over to Gaza who literally, we've heard all these reports, and we know these aren't just reports. These were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. They filmed, for example, an elderly woman in her home in one of these towns. They burned her alive in her house because she was too infirm to take out. And, you know, parading women, bleeding from the crotch because they were raped, throughout Gaza while people hoot and holler and cheer. So look, you know, when we say, oh, this was an escalation, it was bound to happen, I am sorry. This was a massacre that was pre-planned. This was not destined to happen. It is not normal to shoot teenagers in the back, hundreds of them. So I just think, like, guys, get the story right, and all these pictures, of like, you know, missiles or the rubble in Gaza. Please talk to the Israeli mothers and fathers who lost their children. Talk to the grandchildren whose grandparents were seized as hostages. And please stop calling this a retaliation. This is a defensive measure against an organization that is committed to one thing, killing Jews, not a peaceful resolution of a conflict but murdering Jews. And if you're wondering if I'm exaggerating, please, I beg of you, everyone watching and everyone at this network, just watch the footage. So, Rev Shratton, more okay, than so if you disagree with him or agree, or me for that matter, disagree or agree, either way, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. It's Wake Up Wild. Help. Spreading across Wyoming faster than a new case of measles. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Hey, Trent, three's the time, but it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, at United Nations, 
The Security Council just had a moment of silence for those killed in Gaza. I do wonder when I watch live and video also, when Israel strikes back now and then, I got to wonder, is it just the building is that crappy or is the missile that good or a little both? Because I'll see, let's say, what, it looks like an apartment building, really tall building, right? And a missile hits it and the entire building collapses in like a second. A big building, tall building, and it's just down. And I wonder who's in there. Right. Now, in the meantime, Israeli soldiers, story I'm reading from here, shared details about atrocities committed in a community where dozens of victims, including about 40 babies, were massacred by Hamas. Reporters with I-24 News toured the scene of devastation, the story says, where soldiers worked to remove bodies of victims who were brutally murdered in their homes. The soldiers say they found babies with their heads cut off, according to I-24 News. Uh, the community cars parked outside were completely torched, just a small part of the destruction that was going on. More than 70 terrorists invaded the community, just go, went through butchering residents. Uh, it just They said the place just, the place just smells of death. It's not war. It's not a battlefield. This is a quote. Not, not my words. Theirs. It's not war. It's not a battlefield. When you see babies, the mother or the father in their bedrooms, in their protection rooms even. Some of these people do have what's supposed to be safe rooms, you know, and how the terrorists got to them and killed them. So they said it was just a, a massacre. What Hamas did was not an act of retaliation or war. They just went in and just massacred. And so that's why you can see the way Israel is responding here. And yet I still wonder. Now, I do know they have some surgical strikes that two leaders of Hamas, uh, very high up, have been killed by Israeli airstrikes. And I do know that as Israel, of course, first thing they'll go after is military targets. Where are those missiles located, for example, that they've been firing on Israel? Let's go after those. And anything else that can stop immediately them from using weapons. Where are the weapons stored? Let's go ahead and get those weapons. Where are the leaders? Where are the members of Hamas? If they're hanging out in the same area or or they spread out across, but they're probably together in groups, we can find them. Let's do something about it. And so that's what they'll hit first. But I still wonder when I see... Whole buildings. Now, again, with today's technology, we can hit something precisely. It's not like World War II where you can, we had to fly over with massive fleets of bombers and just let it all go in hopes that a few of the bombs would hit what we wanted. Today, we want to hit something specific. We can, and that's what Israel is doing. Not so much with most of the Hamas missiles. They just fire them off they go. But Israel can hit exactly what they want. Josh, good morning. Hey, good morning, Glenn. I just wanted to let you know when Israel strikes a target in the Gaza area, yeah. that they always fire a warning shot to let the residents of that building know that they have a certain amount of time to get out of there before the real deal comes. Oh, okay. So uh, they're very kind to their foes. Yeah. Almost too kind, you know, and especially yeah. in this situation. But uh -huh. they don't—they're not interested in killing civilians like God, like Hamas is. So. Right. Have you seen the video of some of these bu big buildings collapsing? Yeah. Yep. 
Wow. That makes me wonder, is the missile that good? Is the building that crappy? Probably a little of both. Maybe a little bit of both, but, man, Israel's on the top of the cutting-edge technology of that stuff. So yeah. I imagine it's more so along those lines. All right. Thank you for calling in, Josh. I appreciate it. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WODS. Now, again, I've got other topics that I'm going to bring up this morning. I wanted to bring this back up again. I started with this topic at 6 o'clock this morning, but I know there's people who join later who would like to get in on this. So we can talk about this or some of the other stuff I'm going to bring up this morning. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. And it doesn't matter. Don't worry. If you're someone who's listening to me and you disagree with what I'm saying, that's okay. The general rule of this program is, unless you're a Dave, and I don't mean, if your name is David, I don't mean just Dave's in general. One specific Dave is a guy who calls in from San Francisco, and he's just an obnoxious jerk. And so he doesn't last long on the program. But anybody else, if you're not agreeing with what I'm saying, don't be afraid. Call up. I'll let you go. I'll let you tell me why you think I'm wrong, or some of the audio that I played, or for that matter, Josh, who just called. Uh, if you think he's wrong, just go ahead and, and we'll talk about this. In my opinion, though, honestly, there's a difference. If Hamas thought that they were being harassed by Israel and they wanted to attack back, there's a way to do it that's nothing like what they did the, uh, this Saturday, which as I, as I got done reading some of the atrocities here, when you look at atrocities like that, that's not a military strike. That's flat-out terrorism. Okay. Uh, there's no excuse for the way they attacked Israel. Absolutely no way in my mind that anybody can defend that. Not after what they did. And I understand Israel's anger and why they're fighting back the way that they are. Okay, coming up on some local business we have to take care of this news time. Then we're going to roll into weather forecast for you. Then nice long segment of open phones, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Antidote to boring morning radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods is the... Phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Mark Armstrong on Israel, war, and the military. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, sir. What you got? So, continuing resolution for 45 days yeah. did not fund the Ukrainian war. So we are not funding them now. I don't like coincidences. Mm -hmm. So we defund the Ukrainian war, and now we're in war in the Middle East. And we have a huge military-industrial complex that depends on us being in war all the time. And I used to be Harley Wilson's war, how we pushed Russia out of Afghanistan. But then I find out the CIA man to go into Russia to disrupt their infrastructure. I see Hamas as 
despicable, less than humans, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, but I also want peace in my lifetime, sometime. And I think when we fund the military-industrial complex like we do, we have to take start taking some responsibility for war all the time. And if we had a strong leader like Trump was, and Trump may be again, we don't get into these things. Um, you know, a strong America that is peace, that leads to peace doesn't allow what they invade Crimea. You know, if we exported gas and disrupted their economy, we wouldn't see this war all the time stuff. Okay. A strong America leads the world to a peaceful place. All right. And we need to think about that when we vote, when we elect leaders, both locally and uh, you know national leaders. And we need our schools back. We need our schools to teach history. We needed them to understand who Edward Berman was, the propaganda leader. We could defund NPR. We're so much better. Mm. And let's start walking that path, please. All right. And thank you for all you do. Okay. And thank you for informing people about CO2. Have a blessed day, sir. All right. And thanks. I needed the rant. That's fine. That's what I'm here for. The show is therapy, Mark. You know that. Yeah, you get a chance to blow off some steam. That's fine. That's what the phone number's for. Triple eight ninety seven was. Here's what I think he got right. Because I don't think that we're constantly making war happen in order just to feed the industrial complex. I, I don't buy that. But I do know, and this is what I, Mark and I will agree on, when America is definitely strong and... When we have a leader, a president, like Ronald Reagan was, like, yeah, Trump was, Ronald Reagan was. Ronald Reagan showed as soon as he got into office, you don't mess with me. Libya certainly learned that. Libya's leader, Muammar Gaddafi, learned real fast, do not mess with the United States. Because Reagan didn't just go bomb Libya. He went after Colonel Gaddafi's house, personally. Went after Gaddafi. So it does make a big difference when you're dealing with people, insane tyrants like this, terrorists and so on. If you deal with them that harshly, no uncertain terms, we're not going to go play nicey-nice with you. We're going to obliterate you. And history will not even remember that you existed. So this is not going to be some long, drawn-out kind of we're going to show up and just take care of you. Or you could just leave us alone and we won't have any problems. So a strong America does lead to a peaceful world. And it helps if we can keep our allies strong, too, because there are other nations around the world. We can't be everywhere. But if we can help keep our allies strong as well, because this kind of, well, take a look at North Korea and the Kim family. People like that exist. Go take a look at Iran right now and the mullahs there. Yeah, people like that exist. 
Take a look what the Taliban's done. It, just in their home country, people like that exist. They do. Your Hitler types exist. They do. And when they come around, well, they would know better than to ever try if they knew what our resolve was. And so it's a good idea to make sure that militarily we are way ahead of everybody else. We have a good, strong military and we elect leaders who know wisely when and how to use it. What hasn't worked, Carter, Jimmy Carter certainly proved this. Barack Obama approved, uh, showed this as well. I think our current president is also doing the same thing. Appeasement doesn't work. Apology, appeasement, that kind of thing. That doesn't work when you're dealing with tyrants around the world. They're of a completely different mindset. There's something wrong with them, honestly. The kinds of people who put their, their own citizens in forced labor camps, you know, starvation, torture, et cetera, et cetera, those kinds of people who have no problem whatsoever with grabbing citizens off the street and torturing them, literally to death, and they take pleasure in this. this those kinds of people you can't negotiate with, and they exist in the world. They do. And about the only language they understand is if you take this outside of the borders of your country, we're just going to end you. There's not going to be a discussion about it. It, it will be over quickly. And again, we're going to make sure history never even remembers you. This is what's necessary to maintain a peaceful planet. And I don't like it that it's that way any more than you do. But as I've been saying all morning long, welcome to Earth and welcome to the human race because this exists. I mean, for the same reason, we scratch our heads and wonder, why do serial killers exist? I've always wondered that. Why do serial killers and rapists and, you know, your drug cartels, why do they exist? What is wrong with humanity? Well, not all of humanity is like that. But there is a segment of humanity that is like that. And that's unfortunately why we have to have police on the local level and militaries on the international level because these kinds of people exist. I don't want war more than any, anybody else. I just I would love for the world just to be in peace. But I also have to take a look at the reality, and, and you're seeing that reality now, not only in our own 9-11 when that happened. I mean, there's people who try to say, well, America deserved that. Uh, if you got a problem with America, come talk to us about it. But no, after 9-11, no, you, we, no, we will not put up with that. You don't do that to somebody. And what Hezbollah, whatever you might think of the way Israel treats the Golan Heights and Jordan or the way they treat Israel, whatever the case is, there's absolutely no excuse and no defending what just happened to Israel over Saturday. 845, wake up. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 48 is the time, but wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. Uh, Frank, I came across an interesting list here, which is just the most common ways that men die, right? 
Uh, I would say I'm hoping old age. <laughs> okay, well, that would be one. Yeah, that would be one. Yeah, and then they list like heart disease and you know yeah, yeah, cancer yeah, yeah, and yeah. stroke and stuff like that. And I thought, well, okay, but Frank, uh, it, that's the hardcore list that nobody really wants to read. I have a list of the way men die that is much more fun to read. How is well? How is dying fun? There, okay, Glenn? well. Not when you die. Well, when no, this when happens, it goes to somebody else. Yes, when it happens to somebody else. And then we all laugh at it? Yes. 30-year-old Wichita man was killed in his truck when his dog stepped on his rifle in the backseat and pulled the trigger. I think it was intentional. The dog was waiting for I, his, I just, the, the, the right time. golden yeah. opportunity for that golden shot. Yeah. An 82-year-old man in India was killed when a train hit a cow and launched the cow 100 feet and it hit him. Oh, See, you laughed. <laughs> See? I, I only envisioned this 600-pound yes, uh, cow uh -huh. nailing this dude. Yes. And he's 82 years old. Uh -huh. I mean, really? Yeah. And he's probably watching the cow coming at him going, and, and this and is how it ends. And he's too old to move out of the way. <clears throat> yeah. 72-year-old was killed when a shelf in a warehouse broke, crushing him under thousands of pounds of Parmesan cheese. Hmm. Well... Pounds or pounds? Uh, it could be yeah. cheese or nuts yes. and bolts. Okay. That's that's, uh, that's let's see. A Greek poet choked on a grape stone. Not a grape. He thought it was the wrong thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. See again. You're laughing at this. You know. In nineteen in eighteen eighty eight, an Iraqi man died when a meteorite actually fell on his village. One of the few people that was ever killed by being hit by a space rock. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, that is extremely rare. rare. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. A man named John Cummings tried to eat literal knives and managed to pass up to 14. There was a couple I, that I, I didn't make it. I don't want to hear anymore about that. Yeah, okay, fine. I don't want to hear anymore Yes, there's a couple that didn't make it through. That's okay. 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 Uh, Brazilian man decided it was a good idea to bring a gun to an MIR, MRI scan. And it was in his waistband. Now, you know what happens when they turn on the MRI? It's a giant magnet. Oh. So how's and that going to end? It pulled the trigger yeah. on its own? Yeah. Oh, boy. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys basking in the glow of their 24-19 win over Fresno State on Saturday in Laramie. So they sit at 5-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in Mountain West Conference play. Defense really did a nice job, and Cole Goodbow made a name for himself with a deflection and interception in the last minute of the game. Plus, the defensive lineman had a nice run after the catch. On offense, quarterback Andrew Peasley, effective in the first half and not so effective in the second half. But for the game, he was 19-27 of 27 for 183 yards and three touchdown passes. All those TD passes coming in in the second quarter, and Peasley was named the Mountain West Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Running back Harrison Whaley listed as day-to-day -day ahead of this week's huge game against the Air Force. He had 83 yards rushing before leaving Saturday's contest with a leg injury. Pokes will be in Colorado Springs on Saturday night at 5 p.m. Falcons are 5-0 and and 3-0 and in Mountain West play. National Football League from Sunday, Buffalo Bills quarterback and former Wyoming Cowboy Josh Allen went 27-40 of for 359 yards and two touchdown passes. Too bad the Bills lost to Jacksonville and London 25-20. Casper native and former UW guy Logan Wilson had nine tackles for Cincinnati from his middle linebacker spot as the Bengals beat Arizona 34-20. Former Cowboy Tishon Gibson had an interception for San Francisco. 
in their 42-10 win over Dallas. High School Volleyball tonight's the annual Volley Bowl as Natrona will host Kelly Walsh and Casper. KW is 20-5 on the year and NC is 9-16. Over the weekend, KW beat Jackson in the Star Valley while Natrona lost to Sheridan. It'll be a 6 p.m. start tonight from NC. Junior College Volleyball, the LCCC from Cheyenne beat Casper College over the weekend in four sets. 26-24, 25-13, 23-25, and 25-17. LCCC is rated 18th in the country with a record of 22-4. The Golden Eagles will be at Eastern Wyoming tonight in Torrington. Casper is 18-10 on the year and they will host Western Nebraska from Scotts Bluff tonight. In the baseball playoffs in the divisional round, Atlanta over Philadelphia 5-4 to even that National League series of the game apiece, which ended with a bang-bang double play starting with a catch at the wall in the top of the ninth inning from Braves outfielder Michael Harris. Also in the National League yesterday, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who won 100 games in the regular season, lost to Arizona again, this time 4-2. to two. And so the Diamondbacks lead that series two games to none. Today in the American League, Houston will be at Minnesota with that series even in the game apiece, and Baltimore will be at Texas, and Texas leads that series two games to none. Wow. I mean, that. how do you keep track of all of this? Well, you, you, just, it's just, you know, it's just automatic. Yeah, co- was, and yeah. one, one, let, let, let's be serious about yeah. this. Coffee's a great thing. Okay, it certainly is, because you were rambling, like, really fast there, and I was having a hard time keeping up. I finally just gave up and started just, ignoring just, 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 just trust me. Yeah, just it, it all works out in the end. Yeah, Thank you, Frank. Yeah, you know, I just don't know how you sports people do it. I guess you just sit there and listen for the team that you care about and you ignore the rest. I don't know how this works. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Phones are still open. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, phones are open. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods Eight 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 Ninety Seven W O O D S. Let's say, uh, Carol. I'm trying to find what you sent me. She sent me a link. And Bert in Cheyenne. Something more to add to your band in California store. Skittles, Peeps, and etc. Are Skittles and Peeps banned in California, Bert? I hadn't heard that. Well, hang on. Before I get to this next story over here, let me get to California. For those who don't know what he's talking about, I want to open up a chain of retail stores. Everything that California has banned, you'll be able to buy at my retail stores. They'll be all along the California border. So anyone in California who wants these things can go across the border and go shopping and then sneak back into California. Hey, friends, do you find yourself living in California and able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, now you can shop free at will because of a new chain of stores opening up on the California border. It's Banned in California. Yes, Banned in California provides all the products that you're no longer allowed to buy inside the California border. Guys, have you been wanting to buy that new fur coat for the little lady? What about that massive, energy-guzzling, big 
screen TV. You'll find it on sale now at Band in California. Serious lawnmowers that get the job done and big SUVs. And yes, to keep those little kitties happy, get them a Happy Meal with extra trans fat in the food court, of course. And feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady goes to the tanning bed. Yes, Band in California, now located at every state location along the California border. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Illegal immigrants on staff to show you how to speak back across the border with everything you purchase. Linda is in Greeley, Colorado. Morning, Linda. Couple of things that you said, which I think are just expressions about uh, bad people or bad incidents about wiping them out, so you won't even be remembered in yeah. history. Mm-hmm. We, we do want to remember these creeps. We do want to remember what history uh, things that happen in history, so we can learn from them and do better down the road. I think you have a point. What I'm going after is to make sure, usually these people have massive egos, right? And to tell them that, hey, when we get done with you, no one's even going to ever remember that you're here. Now, that's something I think they should hear. Now, on the other hand, I think you're correct. After they're dead, we can go ahead and make sure they're remembered. But I want to destroy their ego along the way. Well, I guess I'm thinking bigger picture, like the Holocaust. Oh, There's sure. so many yeah. people that want that just wiped out of history books. That needs to be remembered. Right. Okay. No, I and think you have a good point there, yeah. Okay. I Just just a way of my taking something. Thank you very All much. All right. I appreciate it. No, I, I think she has a good point there. There's some people that we do really need to remember in history because, uh, yeah, of the things that they've done. So, yeah, my thought in that was honestly was... Um, I, I want to just, on the way down, just destroy their ego at the same time. Hey, no one's even going to remember you. It was all for nothing. You're a nobody. That was my thought. But I think she has a point. No, you, you want to remember these people because we have to teach future generations. Don't get complacent. This kind of evil exists. Mark and Centennial. Edward Bernards. I have mispronounced... Uh, uh, mispronounced his name with 7 million illegals in our country. We need ammunition and guns behind every blade of grass. Yeah, I do worry about all of the illegals crossing across the border because there have been many that have been uh, picked up that had terrorist ties, and here they are sneaking across our border and unchecked completely. Oh, now, here's something. I've often said to you folks, speaking of violence, Guns really don't matter when it comes to violence. I I don't call it gun violence anymore. I'm not worried about guns. I'm worried about violence. I don't care how the violence is committed. Like in the UK, when they did all they could to get guns out of the hands of citizens, the murder rate went up, not down. And the murder rate went up because people started stabbing each other. You get rid of the guns, they just pick up something else. It doesn't get a load of this. I just heard this story, news top of the hour. Man storms Chinese consulate in San Francisco. He had a, his car, he ran through the gates, right? And when he jumps out, now the security guards are trying to deal with him. He is armed with knives and a crossbow. Yeah, that's they managed to stop him. One of the security guards did get some cuts on him here. But yeah, he attacked the Chinese consulate 
armed with knives and a crossbow. And as I heard that story, my thought is, wow, well, okay, once again, imagine how big the story would be if he had jumped out with guns. It would be called gun violence, and we would have to ban guns. But again, you ban guns, does it really matter? This guy's attacking with knives and a crossbow. Yesterday, the story says an incident unfolded Chinese consulate in San Francisco when a man drove his vehicle into the consulate doors. Security guards attempted to restrain him before he reached any civilians. A source familiar with the incident told San Francisco the man shouted profanities and uh, had two knives and a crossbow, again, fought with guards. One of the guards received some cuts. The suspect later allegedly pulled a, the crossbow from his vehicle, at which uh, pointed at a guard attempt to subdue him again. You imagine the scuffle went on for quite a bit. But that's what struck me about that more than anything else is knives and a crossbow is what he went after them with. Not showing up with a gun. Again, it would be gun violence if he did. I know I'm jumping around a bit. You can do that too. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. My sister in Lake Wales wants to know how do you ban Skittles? I have to look that up. Okay, so I have that chain of retail stores that I want to open up on the California border. And Bert in Cheyenne, let's see, let's see if I can look this up. Pardon me a moment. Let's see. California law won't ban Skittles. Uh, a bill that became law known as the Skittle Ban is now California law. Okay, California became the first state in the nation to ban use of four food additives commonly found in thousands of products across the United States, including cereals, cereal, sodas, and candies. Gavin Newsom signed the law, misleadingly known as the Skittles Ban, which will prohibit the manufacture or sales or distribution of certain vegetable oils, potassiums, and dyes and stuff like that that are used in about 12,000 food products across the country. So people were focusing on peeps and skittles in this because those are things that would be banned. And yet it affects about 12,000 products, food products. According to the Environmental Working Group, advocates have long expressed concerns of the potential health problems that are caused by eating products that contain these additives, and that's why California better. Okay, so that is your ban on Skittles and Peeps. I had not known that. Okay. Well, that's why a, a while ago I had the banned in California ad. And I got to do this. I think I have one. Yeah, I know I have one for Colorado. Here we go. I'm about to play that. But, um, yeah, that's why I had the banned in California. Because if you think about 12,000 different food products that cannot be produced or sold in California because they, well, you you have the following things which we think are harmful, so you're not allowed to. Skittles is what everybody focused on in Peeps. Colorado is having the same kind of problem, which is why I want to open up a banding Colorado store. Anyone want to get with me on this? It will be on the Wyoming side of the border. Everything that gets banned in Colorado, they can come right over the border and buy from our big retail outlet 
in Wyoming. Hey there, Colorado. Do you find your state being Californiaized? Do you find that you're able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, don't worry. It's Wyoming to the rescue with a new retail store right on the Colorado border on I-25 just south of Cheyenne. It's banned in Colorado. Want to buy a gas-powered lawnmower or weed whacker? Need a new car but prefer the traditional internal combustion engine? Yes, banned in Colorado has all the products that are either being outpriced, regulated, or no longer for sale inside the Colorado border. And you'll love our low, low, low tobacco prices. Feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady buys her fur coat. You'll love our unlimited supply of assault weapons and ammunition. Carry all your goods out of the store in plastic bags. Yes, Bandon, Colorado has a new location one mile north of the Colorado border on I-25. For your personal safety and protection, Bandon, Colorado is not a gun-free zone. Illegal immigrants on staff to help you sneak back across the border with everything you purchased. By the way, if you enjoy getting your electricity produced... Uh, by coal. You like the smell of electricity produced by fresh coal and natural gas, which smells a whole lot different than electricity produced by wind and solar. Then you want to buy Wyoming electricity. I'll have more on that later. 916, wake up Wyoming. Everything you need to start your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. 922 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So again, 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I-80 John and Granite Canyon. Morning, Glenn. Uh, put Banding, Calif- Banding, Colorado, right next to the fireworks stands. Which, if you think about it, the fireworks stands are essentially that. In fact, there are smoke shops in Cheyenne. I'm surprised we don't have one closer to the border. People who like to buy uh, cigarettes, cigars, other tobacco products... Boy, the prices for those things in Colorado, wow, really high. And that's just pushing people to come up to Cheyenne to go shopping. And so there's one shop, for example, in Cheyenne, Smoker Friendly. They've got a couple of different locations in Cheyenne, and they're pretty big. And, man, do they sell a lot of tobacco. And they sell it mostly to people from Colorado. And I would guarantee you quite a few of those people are stocking up on tobacco products to bring them back so they can sell to their friends and make a little bit of money off of that trip. Cover their costs at least, but probably make a little bit of money too, which is still cheaper than what you would buy in a retail. Guarantee you, there's cigarette bootlegging going on. Oh, and I did come up with something. Every Wednesday, Miss Mary reminds me, time to run, uh, write the next funny bit for the program. And I think I'll write it up as a spoof article for tomorrow. I just said something a moment ago which made me think, I got to run with this. That was a good idea. The idea is that Wyoming electricity smells better because we cook it on coal and natural gas, like a backyard barbecue. Yeah, wind and solar, it's like when you go into the kitchen and you want a, a hamburger or a hot dog. And you turn on your electric stove and you cook your hamburger or hot dog, right? Okay, there's a flavor to that. That's fine. But doesn't it taste so much better when you go outside to the barbecue grill and you put it on the grill, whether it's a hamburger or a hot dog, natural gas or coal, doesn't that taste so much better? All right. And in general, you know, make a joke about reliability and stuff like that when I'm at I'll work on that tomorrow. That's not a bad idea. Okay, now, 888-97, what's the phone number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Couple drove cross-country to visit Portland, Oregon. Well, you got to admit, Portland, Oregon is an incredibly beautiful place. Just Oregon in general. 
is a stunningly beautiful state. And they'll never go back. Story says a young couple from Michigan. Now, you would think if they're leaving Michigan, any place would be better, right? Decided to take an extended vacation by car, culminating in a visit to Portland. And they have lived in, uh, well, they were eager to show off, uh, you know, their new car. And the girlfriend wanted to show off her boyfriend, stuff like that. They have friends who live in Oregon. So as they were talking it up, he was excited to bring me. We were excited to go on the trip, they said. They had nothing to worry about. They arrived and checked into their hotel. The next morning, they decided to head out and find some coffee. That's when things started to go downhill. Quote, and when we got to the car, I looked down at the ground and I saw there was a bunch of glass. It was like, okay, weird, okay. They go to open up the door, saw that the window had been smashed to pieces. At that moment, she said, oh, I was like, oh my, someone broke into our car. And I was looking around the car to see what was stolen. The thieves had taken anything they could find, the Nintendo, things like this, whatever was available right there. All right, so. They covered the back window, and that's unfortunate. They were robbed. They would park the car overnight at the top floor of a multi-store garage, hoping it would be better up there, far away, right? Quote, so I'm coming from the elevator and walking through the door and whatnot, and I noticed the film we put over the cover of the broken window had been cut through, and someone had gotten into their vehicle yet again. And other windows had been shattered besides that. And more stuff was stolen from their vehicle. Which makes me think, if you had stuff stolen from your vehicle in the first place, why leave anything? I know they're traveling. They have a lot of stuff. But, you know. Uh, Let me see. So they have so far a few hundred dollars worth of stuff stolen here. Because they were supposed to leave that day. There was nothing they could do about the car and the windows. How are they supposed to leave with that car, by the way? 30-hour drive back to Michigan with no windows? And you'd expect their feelings about Portland aren't nearly as warm as they once were. She said it's gotten bad. In other words, just being in Portland itself turned out to be between the homeless people, the panhandlers hitting them up, the feces and drug needles and so on on the streets. So they're in Portland, which used to be such an amazingly beautiful city. Now, they're not going back. They're just not. My sister in Lake Wales, if I want to poison my body with Skittles, I promise I will not do it in California. Good idea. Yeah. You know, sister dear, I never really did like Skittles myself. I do love M&M's, though. I mean, I really am just, I just love M&M's. It's dangerous when I get around M&M's. I already, I, there's a time that I've wanted to go, you know, really explore California. At some point, I think I would still like to just see California, but there's huge parts of it right now I won't even go to. And I guarantee if I do show up, I might just show up with some to make money. In fact, I have an idea. There used to be people who go who went to the Soviet Union and they would find a way to pay for their trip to the Soviet Union. It was really ingenious. I just it just struck me. I know how to go to California on vacation and enjoy it and walk away with more money. I'll tell you about it using the old Soviet Union model, but we got to get through news first. So local news update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
podcast, letting some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 9.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, I got to pick up with what I was thinking about. My mind is suddenly buzzing with these ideas. Which is a good idea that I do a radio show. Because if I was at a regular job and my brain started doing this, this is why I can't hold a regular job. Here, though, I can just, it, it is the job, see? So, okay. So, some of you that are old enough might remember. Back in the days of the old Soviet Union. There were certain things, because, of course, it's, it's socialism. So, of course, the economy's a wreck. All right, so... There's lots of things that people couldn't get in the old Soviet Union just because, well, wrecked economy. And they also didn't import a lot of things. And All right, so when Americans went to vacation in the Soviet Union, which you could, if you want to go touring some parts of the of Soviet Union back when it was the evil empire, you could go vacation there. Right. And it, there are parts of the Soviet Union which are incredibly beautiful. Some of their cities, of course, are just incredibly beautiful. So people were curious to go see it, right? Well, how do you pay for a trip? Because this is going to be expensive. Levi's blue jeans were considered uh, at the time. I mean, wow. People all over the world loved Levi's blue jeans. So Americans would go on vacation with an extra suitcase. And the suitcase would be jam-packed with Levi's blue jeans. So while on vacation, they would sell the blue jeans to the highest bidder. Sometimes they would come back, not just having paid for their entire vacation, but if they were good at it, some people even made a little bit of a profit. So I'm thinking, you know, I've been really, I always wanted to head out to the West Coast. Folks, this is as far west as I've ever been. I'm an East Coast person. I've never been any more than here in Wyoming west. And I've been way over to the western side of the state, you know, but, I mean, that's it. Wyoming is as far west as I've ever gone. I want to keep going. I want to see the rest of it. But I take a look at Washington State and Oregon and California. And wow, they're making such a mess out of it. Too bad it's been such an incredibly beautiful place. And most of these places are still incredible. But what? I'm heading into communist socialist territory at this point. So how do I go there into communism and enjoy the left coast of the United States? Well, what I do is I pack up into my vehicle all of these things that are banned in California. I mean, I can go ahead and get a gas-powered weed eater. Guarantee it, somebody's going to want to buy it. Because you can't buy those right now in California. They're trying to ban the internal combustion engine. There's a lot of things in California. Certain big screen, you can buy a big screen TV, but there's certain kinds of big screen TVs that they think are bad for the environment, so they banned them. All sorts of things. You can't buy that here. In fact, now I don't think this will hold. Governor Gavin Newsom signed an executive order which will ban the sale of, the, of a new internal combustion engine car in 2035. Now, I don't think he can do it because it's an executive order. And even in California, the law doesn't work that way. That means that car uh, 
lots can only sell for new cars, can only sell electric cars for new cars. But what if I was able to go into California with a brand new, I mean, I just bought a car over the border and I drive it into California, internal combustion engine, and I sell it. Yeah, but this is all under the table, of course. Just like in the days of the old Soviet Union, I can actually leave California having not just paid for my entire vacation, but I can have made a little extra money. Okay, Dirty and Casper, you need to look into a little bit further because you're wrong. Okay, he and I are talking about wind turbines. You said wind farms require battery banks to tie into the grid. That's completely untrue. No, it is true. I'm sorry, Dirty, but you're wrong about that. I've looked into this extensively. Uh, what we were talking, I'm answering somebody who sent me a text over um, the Wake Up Wyoming app. Uh, when you take a look at wind farms, uh, wind farms, the power from, a, from wind turbines go to battery farms where the energy is collected. And then when they use the energy, they drain it off into the grid. Now, those uh, battery farms don't always exist on site. Oftentimes, they exist quite a distance away. But when he tells me that you're wrong, yeah, I'm just going to type back real quick. I appreciate the uh, the uh, um, little debate we're having here. Um, I know I've... Okay, I'm answering him. There we go. I just told him I know I've looked into it. Not wrong. Uh, wind farms and solar farms need to have, they have to have battery farms that collect the power, which is then dumped into the grid. You will not find those battery farms normally on site. They're usually down the line somewhere. I know this. I've looked into it extensively. 942, wake up Wyoming. Blow off some steam before you face the day. Seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, okay, uh, 947, off we go to talk to Frank Gambino, who's over there. And is he yet? No, no, I might. Be. Oh, did we have to get him on the phone, Miss Mary, yet? Because I'm looking over at Frank Gambino, and I know if I'm wondering a little bit if he's not there. Am I early? I, I'm i not sure yet. Oh, he's here. Frank Gambino, Studio 6. Okay, Frank wait, Gambino, are you there? Studio I couldn't yes, hear you. Yes, I am here. Yeah, you are there. Okay. I've been there. The door is open. No, it's closed. It's hard to tell from here. Okay, Frank is there. Sorry, Frank. I know. I, I, okay. ruined, I ruined it all this morning. No, he's, he's there. Okay. Re- now Miss Mary's all worried. No, he's here. That was my fault this okay. time. Okay. So some time ago, <clears throat> I told you the story, and I put up an article. There was a young man that was the youngest man to fly an airplane solo around the world. Mm-hmm. And he's originally from South Dakota. Okay. Okay. So now after he gets out of MIT, he's doing really well. <laughs> well, okay. Then. And he moves to Wyoming. On the west side of Wyoming, there's an air park. It's a uh, neighborhood built around an airport that was built for the neighborhood. People have taxiways. They can open up their big garage where they store their airplane. I I can tell you, I think, where that might be. Yeah? Alpine. Yes. I've been there. Okay. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, because we were going to do some video for when they had that... um, 
uh, International Stage Top Sled Dog Race. Yeah. And the guy was going to pick up our camera guy and take him, you know, in the air. So oh, literally, wow. he lands. We're at the one end of the runway in our car. Yeah. He lands, literally pulls up within like 15 feet of us. Uh-huh. He gets in the plane, turns the plane around. <laughs> it takes right back all the time. And they have taxiways so that when they oh, land, yeah, they can yeah. taxi the plane back to the house. Yeah, all right. they're, they're right. Yeah, it's So crazy. he moves there and continues. His YouTube page is incredibly popular. I follow him. Okay. His name is Matt Guthmiller. And so, okay. <clears throat> now, he had uh, earlier this year, like beginning of this year, he bought a fighter jet trainer. It's called an albatross. It's not made in this country. Okay, it's, it's a simulator. A Czechoslovakian airplane. <laughs> didn't single even know they, engine. Didn't even know they had one. Two a single engine, two seater. It's one of the most popular jet fighter trainers in the world. So he buys one of those. It's it's a simulator or an actual <clears throat> it's a real thing. Real thing. Okay. So he's been flying around, working on learning how to fly this jet, which is very impressive. And he parks it at his house in Alpine, Wyoming. Okay, pulls it into the garage, basically. <laughs> right, no, I see. All right. Now, he must have some money because he just bought a second one. Yeah, he's, they, the, they all have cash. Yes. The reason that he's buying the second one, now, this is going to be old news because the race is already over, but he's just now putting out the videos. He's going to have a dog fight with himself? I would love for that to happen. No, he wants to race in the Reno Air Races. Oh, yeah, those are big, that's big time. Yes, now, the last Reno Air Race just happened, which means this has already happened, right? But he uh, had just a short period of time to get into the races. So he has to go by the airplane, learn how to fly in the races, and then become part of the Reno Air Races. So if you want to see where the story is so far, go to the Wake Up Wyoming page. Miss Mary will alert the story out at some point. But I catch everybody up to speed on who he is and him buying this airplane. The next two videos he puts out is training for the Reno Air Races and then entering them to see how he does. I hope he wins because, you know, Wyoming winning the... We already have someone who's done that. Did you know that, Frank? No, I did not. I'll tell you after you're done with sports. Okay, college football, the Wyoming Cowboys basking in the glow of their 24-19 win over Fresno State on Saturday. They set a 5-1 overall, 2-0 in Mountain West Conference play. The defense certainly did their job, and defensive lineman Cole Goodbow made a name for himself with a deflection and interception in the last minute, plus a nice run after the catch. On offense, quarterback Andrew Peasley, effective in the first half, not quite as effective in the second half, but he was 19-27 of for 183 yards and three touchdown passes. He was also named the Mountain West Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Running back Harrison Whaley listed as day-to-day ahead of this week's huge game against the Air Force. He had 83 yards rushing before leaving Saturday's contest with a leg injury. Folks will be in Colorado Springs on Saturday night at 5 p.m. The Falcons are 5-0 overall and 3-0 in Mountain West play. National Football League from Sunday, Buffalo Bills quarterback and former Wyoming Cowboy guy Josh Allen, 27-40 of 40 for 359 yards and two touchdowns. Too bad the Bills lost to Jacksonville in London, 25-20. Casper Native and former UW guy Logan Wilson, nine tackles for Cincinnati from his middle linebacker spot as the Bengals beat Arizona 34-20. Former Cowboy Tishon Gibson had an interception for San Francisco in their 42-10 win over Dallas. High school volleyball tonight's the annual volley bowl as Natrona will host Kelly Walsh in the Battle of the Casper Schools. KW is 20-5 on the year, NC is 9-16. Over the weekend, KW beat Jackson in Star Valley while Natrona lost to Sheridan. There'll be a 6 p.m. start tonight from NC. 
Juco Volleyball, Cheyenne, LCCC from Cheyenne beat Casper College over the weekend in four sets. 26-24, 25-13, 23-25, and 25-17. LCCC is rated 18th in the country with a record of 22-4. The Golden Eagles will be at Eastern Wyoming tonight. Casper is 18-10 on the year. They will host Western Nebraska this evening. On the baseball playoffs in the in the divisional round, Atlanta beat Philadelphia 5-4 to even that National League series in a game apiece. The game ended with a bang-bang double play, starting with a catch at the wall on the top of the ninth inning from Braves outfielder Michael Harris. Also in the National League yesterday, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who won 100 games in the regular season, lost to Arizona again, this time 4-2, so the Dodgers are down in that series two games to none. In the American League, Houston will be at Minnesota with that series even a game apiece. Baltimore will be at Texas with Texas leading that series two games to none. And that's it in sports. So Jim Good was a gentleman from Casper, Wyoming, mm-hmm. who flew in the Reno Air Races, an old World War II fighter trainer, and he won a lot. I mean, big time. And for those people who don't know, the Reno Air Races are basically like saying Daytona 500. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he has multiple, multiple wins. Now, he's uh, passed on, but his son's still around, still lives uh, in uh, Casper, Wyoming. The airplane is still, it was purchased by somebody else who still has it at the Casper Airport. And you can see it flying overhead from time to time. But one of the all-time winningest flyers in the history of the Reno Air Races is from Casper, Wyoming. That's awesome. Isn't that right? No, no that's why I hope that Matt, when he went off to fly in Reno, I'll have to look it up. How'd he do? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. News time after that. Wake up, Wyoming.